climate and sustainability. And good afternoon to you, uh, Kevin James. Are you good? I'm actually very good, uh, Ernest. Beautiful day, and I've had a good one at that. How are you? No, no, I'm great. I'm doing fine this side, uh, Kevin. All right, uh, now the first no-drop water conservation report was released this week, which is really the first official scorecard to measure the state of water leakage, billing, and water efficiency across the country. I'm rather curious here, uh, Kevin. Tell us more. Mm, I'm not sure you are, Ernest, and I, uh, you know, I'm curious. I was curious as well, but there was no surprises, really. I mean, in a nutshell, South Africa is losing over 7 billion rand worth of water per annum, which uh, really, given the number of South Africans without any access to fresh water, it's really an indictment on the way this precious resource has been managed in this country. So here are some numbers. Roughly 36% of scarce tap supplies are leaking due to broken pipes or not paid due to poor municipal billing systems, with some of the worst cases reporting about a 70% of tap water not accounted for or paid for, despite the water scarcity and really the worst drought in recorded history in South Africa. So the report which came out on Monday, we had a preview last week at a, at, at a big event, suggests that not one metro city is able to claim so-called no-drop status, which requires a 90% pass mark. Cape Town is the closest with an 80% mark, so I suppose well down to Cape Town, but still not 100% or not 90% up to speed. Now, Ernest, we have spoken of the Blue Drop report before, which uh, hasn't come out since 2013 and benchmarks all the areas of water quality. Mm-hmm. The Green Drop is around the state of our effluent treatment systems, so so that 66% of all municipal water, wastewater treatment systems are not functioning as they should in the country. And if we look back in 2010, when Jacob Zuma pledged to halve water losses within four years and cut urban water demand by 15% by 2030, mm-hmm. it is quite clear from this report that the opposite is happening and we are wasting more water than ever before. So the report suggests that South African urban dwellers each use an average of 256 litres of water every day, range from 307 litres per day in Gauteng down to about 200 litres per day in the Western Cape. But when compared to the global average of about 180 litres a day, we start questioning, are we actually in the 30th most water-stressed country in the world because we're using water without any consideration for that? So, Ernest, I've said it before, access to available and clean water is enshrined in our constitution, and the mismanagement of this precious resource by those currently responsible should therefore be viewed as a violation of our constitutional rights and therefore seen as a crime against the people of South Africa. Mm, some telling stats there and facts as well. Uh, but moving on to something more positive and innovative, BMW South Africa continues to drive an aggressive sustainability agenda, don't they just, in South Africa. And uh, they have launched an uh, initiative that could kickstart a revolution, if you like, in solar power in the country. Sounds great, uh, Kevin. Yeah, and absolutely nice. Amazing to have BMW yeah, with their sustainable approach to doing things properly. And BMW electric vehicle demand has been increasing globally, and it's increasing. Uh, the, the visibility of this increase is happening in South Africa. I'm seeing more and more of the electric vehicles to the point where 10 to 15 percent of all BMW sales uh, in the brand are now electric vehicles, making them the biggest proponent of electric vehicles of by any conventional automaker besides the Tesla that we always speak about. So really on the back of this increased demand, BMW South Africa has launched its first solar car port to be used to recharge electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles uh, wherever these ports are placed. The car port is made of high-end bamboo and stainless steel. It houses the, glow, the glass solar PV panels, the photovoltaic panels, 
and it will be convenient, uh, made to be very convenient, as, as it will be very, very conveniently placed. And like Elon Musk's Tesla model, will reduce significantly the fueling costs of these vehicles for all BMW electric vehicle drivers. They also, about a year ago, signed an MOU with Nissan to collaborate on the rollout of these uh, charging, uh, this charging infrastructure, uh, and that's still in progress as well. So with the, with the Nissan Leaf uh, predominantly. Pick and Pay has been talking about having a charging port at all their outlets, and I'm sure other retailers will be following suit as well. The Vision, um, we've spoken about this before for BMW's manufacturing plant in Rossland, Pretoria, is that by 2020 it will be 100% sustainable running on renewable energy. And we've also spoken before of the Bronkhorst Sprite plant, the bio-to-watt biogas facility that is basically producing methane and electricity from cow manure at uh, Beef Corps' uh, feedlot there in Bronkhorst Sprite. So that's providing 35% of the plant's energy needs and now looking at collaborating with Twine Metro to use methane gas harvesters from their landfill to produce another whole lot of electricity going towards that plant in Ryerson. So great to see BMW, South Africa's authentic commitment to South Africa. They're investing another 6 billion rand in the Ryerson plant in preparation for the production of the X3, which is going to be happening here. And they're going to be supplying many jobs and doing it in probably the most sustainable way. So well done, BMW. We love having you in our country. Oh, yes, indeed. Sheer driving pleasure there, uh, Kevin James. We'll do it again next Wednesday. Always insightful chatting to you, as always. Thanks. You take care, my friend. All righty. That's uh, Kevin James from GCX Africa talking climate change and sustainability.